woulda, coulda, shoulda. You can always play that game. It's Tony Wiggins with your Jacksonville Jaguars report here on Locked on Jaguars. You go back and look throughout history and you wonder what happened and what went wrong uh, with this football team, uh, especially over the last seven years. Man, a turn here or a turn there and the Jaguars' fate really, really could have been different. And I know it's agony to do this, but sometimes that's what you got to do because when you're trying to look towards the future, you don't want the team to make the same mistakes that they made in the past. That very first draft in 2013 was a disaster. Three or four years later, none of those guys are still on the Jaguars roster, so it's often thought that those that draft was just awful and bad. Tell that to the Philadelphia Eagles, who were picking two spots behind Jacksonville. Jacksonville took Luke Jokel, and then they took Jonathan Cyprian. The Philadelphia Eagles took Lane Johnson and Zach Ertz. Ouch. Boy, does that hurt. Boy, does that hurt. If you're a Jaguar fan, you got to you know realize that there was a chance uh, for this football team to actually get better, uh, to be better than they are now. It's not, you know, you, you can't look in hindsight and say, well, this is a terrible draft. It wasn't terrible for Philadelphia. It wasn't terrible for uh, uh, New Orleans. It wasn't necessarily terrible for Detroit. Wasn't terrible for Green Bay and other teams like that. So uh, that's what I want to do a little bit of. I want to look back in retrospect to, to some things that could have happened to try to see, okay, if the Jaguars do things a little bit differently here moving forward and have the same fortune that they had, let's just say last year, then it'll look better for their future. It'll look better for the future of the people in the organization. And – It'll give you hope that you can do what other teams that are doing really well right now have done, and 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 that's uh, like the 49ers and the Chiefs. Uh, it, what's amazing to me is when you when you really look back and you look at the configuration of uh, the rosters of the two Super Bowl teams. Uh, a couple of these players were first round picks, but they weren't even first round picks by the team that they're playing for. They were first round picks somewhere else. And they ended up, but when you look at the roster as a whole, the three or four guys on each team that were first round picks, the majority of the starters come in the second, third, and fourth round. And that's what you have to look forward to. And, and remember, uh, when, when talking about drafts, everyone talks about the big misses and everyone talks about the guys that were taken up front that haven't uh, panned out. But it's more to it than that. You really, really, really have to look at the guys, uh, like for instance with Jacksonville, you have to look at, at Yannick Ngakwe and Brandon Linder and understand that those are two guys that were taken in the third round, okay? Uh, they hit on Jalen Ramsey. It just didn't work out, you know, from other for other reasons. I don't think Leonard Fournette's been a miss. It's just that, and I'm not even looking at other running backs in that draft because, you know, that's a moot point, but it's just that Leonard Fournette was chosen with Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson on the board. So, you know, you, you always look at stuff like that and go, well, man, we could have done something else. But um, in 2013, the Jags took Luke Jokel, Jonathan Sipper, and Dwayne Grotz. Had they gone about it a little bit differently? Okay, they went corner safety. I mean, I'm sorry, they went left tackle, safety, corner. What if they've gone tackle, left or right? They've gone tackle corner safety instead of tackle safety corner 
2013, they could have had Lane Johnson in the first round, Darius Slay in the second round, and the Honey Badger in the third round. That Your fate is, is so different when you look back at that. And if they come back in the fourth round and take another tackle and take David Bakhtiari. I don't know if you realize this, but David Bakhtiari is a, a starting left tackle, uh, franchise-type tackle for Green Bay. Lane Johnson is a franchise right tackle for Philly. Teron Armstead was taken in the third round. And these are picks that were chosen after Jacksonville. I'm not, I'm not, you know, just sitting here cherry picking. These are guys that were chosen after the Jaguars made their selection in those respective rounds. Fifth round pick, Kenny Stills. I mean, don't tell me that a draft was bad when you look back and there were guys that could have been gotten. You have to do, uh, you can't look at the draft as a whole league-wide. You have to look at, if there were players to be gotten, then we should have got them. That's how I hope the Jaguars approach this draft and get this thing figured out so that they could have better fortune. All right, we'll take a look at more who uh, coulda, woulda, shoulda, and and look at some of the starters that are in the Super Bowl right now. The starting lineups for both teams and see how they're they're configured. Uh, and we'll do that in just a few here on Locked On Jaguars. Before we move forward, though, man, I got to tell you about our friends over at Blue Chew and their fabulous, fabulous product. I'm 50 years old. I know what slowing down is. I know it's not being able to perform sometimes the way you wish you could perform when you were 19 and 20 years. Blue Chew helps you alleviate that problem because they bring you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis so you know how they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises right now we have a special deal for our listeners if you visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code mlb like major league baseball just pay five dollars in shipping again that's b-l-u-e-chew.com promo code mlb to try it for free bluechew is the better cheaper faster choice and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast and if you order bluechew you're going to be thanking me for mentioning them on this podcast when the magic returns. So it's Blue Chew here on Locked on Jaguars. Okay, it's on a Friday and uh, we're moving along, uh, putting out this content for you, man. You know, the, the, the draft is coming and free agency is coming. The Jags, I've talked to somebody in the front office that has confirmed to me that they will be able to maneuver, move around and have some cash. I also had it confirmed to me yesterday that they will do any and everything that they can to sign Yannick Ngakwe. If Yann doesn't sign, he's going to get tagged. It doesn't mean uh, that uh, he'll come in. It doesn't mean he's going to be happy about it. But he is going to get tagged. They're not going to let him hit the market for free. And if and if he does get moved, if someone wants to come in here and say offer two ones or one and a two or one and a three, I'm sure the Jags would listen to it. Now, if that happens, it's going to be a team that's that's really, really picking late. I don't think you're going to get a team that has an early draft pick or mid-round pick. It's going to be similar to the moves uh, with Clowney and uh, Frank Clark. It's playoff caliber teams that are going to make these moves. It's Seattle that made the move for Clowney. It's also Seattle that traded Frank Clark to Kansas City. D4 was traded uh, for a pick. 
but see the uh, to to San Francisco. So it's it's teams that really believe that they uh, they're close that are going to do that. So when you look at the potential landing spots for a guy like Jan, you have to look at teams like Baltimore, uh, teams that actually made runs into the playoffs that think they're close. I don't think the Jags will trade him in a division. They might. They might not care. They might uh, They might send him to, to Houston, but Houston doesn't have any picks. They might send him to Tennessee, but Tennessee doesn't really, you know, you, I don't think Tennessee actually needs uh, Yannick Ngakwe bad enough to make a move for him. So I tell you what you could see. You could see the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins have three first round. This is a very interesting scenario. The Dolphins have three first-round picks and a, and a, and a plethora of picks uh, throughout. Uh, could the Dolphins offer a second-round pick and a third? Could they offer two seconds? Uh, could they offer a second and two-thirds to spread them out over a couple of years? And they have a boatload of salary cap. So if there's a team for you to look for that if the Jags tag Jan and Jan doesn't want to play here anymore and he's convinced – that they that that he convinces them that they want to get out. A destination I think you should start paying attention to is the Miami Dolphins. I'm I'm a firm believer in the fact that it has to be a team that has a lot of ammunition because I think the Jaguars are going to charge a premium uh, to get Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, if you want Yannick Ngakwe, I think they'll absolutely charge a premium and they'll load up on draft picks. And if the Jaguars are able to get two more picks in this draft, they're going to own this draft. Uh, doesn't mean they're going to do the right thing by it, but they're going to own uh, this draft. So if they're able to do that, you know, and, and move on, it depends on Jan. If they offer him a boatload of money, I think. But, you know, I heard a rumor that they already offered him a five-year, $100 million deal, and they want to reset. If Jan and his agent want to reset the market, or if Jan is just upset uh, so much uh, about the way things were going around here, and he just wants out. I don't think there's anything you can do about it at this point. Um, even though Tom Coughlin's gone, and even though maybe the agent didn't get along with Tom Coughlin, and then John hated the work environment, folks will say, you know, well, the problem's gone now. The problem's gone. And I think that's a, that's a sensible way of looking at it, but it's also, it may be over, oversimplifying it a little bit because, um, when guys file grievances, the owner has to know, doesn't he? If the owner doesn't know, Tony Khan has to know because he's in the building. So my thing is, is you could say the problem's gone all you want to, but one of the things that these guys might come back or retort to that might be this. No, the problem isn't gone because the people that allowed the problem to be here in the first place sat and watched it happen for three years. So uh, the problem isn't gone. You know, you're part of it too. And this is the whole part of the whole blame tc movement where you're going to say okay maybe he was the problem but he wasn't here by himself and somebody could have stopped it and they didn't so maybe the problem isn't gone so that's you know if you're dave caldwell or whoever that's what you have to deal with you have to deal with that attitude and sometimes even if you know you can you know deduct from all of this that the trouble's gone sometimes the trouble was so bad man in guys mind that you know at some point they were out they checked out and once you check out, you check out. So we'll have to see how that plays out. But getting back to these drafts, we I'm not doing necessarily a redraft, but I'm saying what if. What if you ended up with different players? Um, we already talked about Lane Johnson and Darius Slay and Honey Badger. And Now, 
Honey Badger had some issues, so I understand why they didn't, you know, do that. But uh, how things could have gone differently when you look back. So we looked at 13. Look at 2014 when the Jags drafted Blake Bortles. Uh, it's obviously a no-brainer at this point. They could have drafted Khalil Mack. In the second round, they took Marquise Lee. They could have took Devontae Adams. Uh, they did take Allen Robinson, so we'll leave Allen Robinson there. But if you say, okay, we took Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson is too much like him. We still need a quarterback. How about Jimmy Garoppolo? Third round, Brandon Linder. Leave him there. Fourth round, you still need linebackers. How about Hitchens, who plays for Kansas City right now? Or James White, the versatile running back up with the Patriots. Fifth round, they took Telvin. Cool. Sixth round, they took Chris Smith. Cool. No problem. See, when when you look back, you almost go and you have to ask yourself. And, and the people that I talked to in personnel, you know, over the years said, yeah, we did like that guy. We did. I know for a fact that there was a guy in the building that loved Jimmy Garoppolo and he stood on the table for Jimmy Garoppolo. He absolutely loved Jimmy Garoppolo. And they just weren't going in that direction because they had taken Blake Bortles and, and Garoppolo was considered raw at that time. So um, he went to, to New England to play behind the, the GOAT, Tom Brady. And this is what happens, too, when you pass up good players. When you pass up good players, those players go to better teams. And that's why those good teams stay good because they, they're able, even though Garoppolo never played much for New England, they were still able to finesse uh, a, a nice haul of draft picks for him. And this is how these teams stay good. You know, you, you allow Devontae Adams to go to Green Bay. You know, this is how those teams stay good when you pass up on players. Look at 2015. Now, I know it's just a fun exercise, but it should have, could have, would have. So now we hope if you could have, would have before, then maybe you should, uh, you know, have a chance to. There's hope. And this is what this is about. This is not beating up on, on Jacksonville, but there's hope here that the Jaguars uh, can do some better things in the future. 2015. How about Amari Cooper in the first round? Second round, on the board when the Jaguars pick. How about either Eddie Goldman or Eric Kendricks? Talk about Mike Linebacker being a problem in defensive line with all of the money they spent. Third round, you know who's on the board when they pick? Tyler Lockett. Fourth round, Daryl Williams, who's a free agent right now with a versatile offensive lineman, road grader, can play right tackle, left guard. I think he played right tackle two years ago, played left guard last year. And these are the ones that hurt right here. Fifth round, Stefan Diggs. Those are the ones that hurt because in the fifth round, the Jaguars took another wide receiver. And then a few picks later, they took uh, Rashad Green. The Jaguars took Rashad Green about four or five picks right before the Vikings took Stefan Diggs. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And now, Rashad Green had a better career and was a champion at Florida State. But Rashad Green did not have the physical tools of Stephon Diggs. And Stephon Diggs, by the way, was coached at the University of Maryland by current Jags wide receivers coach Keenan McCardell. 2016, it's not much you can really do with that draft because that's the draft that the Jags drafted Jalen. Um, maybe in the second round, instead of Miles Jack, you could draft a big defensive lineman by the name of Chris Jones maybe. I don't know. If the Jags had drafted Jalen, Chris Jones, and then gotten Yon in the third round, 
that would go down as probably the best first three picks in a draft that I could remember. Based on the way that those guys have turned out. All of them are, are, are really, really superstars at the top of the league at their position. You could argue that Jan isn't, but there's so many pass rushers. He's a very, very good player. Okay, so the 2016 draft, I ain't going to bother with it too much because the Jags actually did do well. But instead of Miles Jack, because say if you have Eric Kendricks, you don't take Miles Jack. Unless you, you have Eric Kendricks and you have Telvin. But now we're getting to the point, too, where, you know, you, you say, Wig, this seems silly because if we had all of those guys you said, we wouldn't be picking as high because we wouldn't be as bad. So that's fair. That's fair. I'm going to finish this up. I'm going to go through 17, 18, and then 19 that I'm going to probably leave. 2019, you leave that the way it is, too, just like 2016. Plus, it's too early to tell. It's really, really too early to tell how it's going to pan out. But so far, so good uh, for the Jags. Got a message for you on this Super Bowl weekend, and then we'll buckle up and finish the last segment. You better get yourself ready to make you some money this weekend, and the way you do that is to go to mybookie.ag and join up. Mybookie.ag, and you join up and use the promo code Locked On to give yourself and your bankroll a jump start. Because if you do that, what they're going to do is 50% of whatever you deposit, they're going to match it, and they're going to give you that money to let you earn some extra Skrilla. Now, this... This big game is this weekend, so what you want to do when that Lombardi trophy, uh, before it gets passed around, when, when they're passing that Lombardi trophy around you, you're going to be hoping that somebody's passing you some money. That's right, the big game. If you don't just want to stop at the, the big game, what you do is you can bet on uh, NCAA, NHL, and the NBA also and make you some money. Bet parlays. When you parlays, man, when you, when you do that, you give yourself a chance to win bigger money. Uh, on my bookie uh, because you can up your odds and win more you can go with Super Bowl props uh, look at look at the my bookie Super Bowl props they have the best props of anyone or any sports book in the business that's right mybookie.ag the promo code locked on if you put down a thousand you'll get an extra 500 if you put down 2,000 you get an extra thousand but the promo code has to be put in it's locked on and you have to do that this weekend for the big game at mybookie.ag. All right, so um, what, what we have is we're going to look at the last uh, couple of years. 2017, we've already been over the Fournette deal. It's not that he's been bad. It's just that Mahomes and Watson were, were there and the Jags needed a quarterback. Uh, so uh, that's in the first round. Second round, how about Dalvin Cook? Yep. Third round, uh, the Jags did took they took Dewan Smoot. You can't really necessarily argue, especially with the way Smoot came on. It gives you a little bit of leverage too in case you have to move on with Yon. You have another guy who's not making a whole bunch of money who's still under contract uh, that has been very very productive, and especially last year. Uh, Cooper Cup though was on the board to be taken in the third round that year. So when you're talking about wide receivers, uh, because the Jaguars came back in the fourth round and took D.D. Westbrook. Okay, so if you take Cooper Cup, you don't have to take D.D. Westbrook. Maybe you could take another safety, a guy like Eddie Jackson, because around this time is when Jacksonville was actually spending money on older players at that position too. So um, 2018, they took Taven. You know where everybody's going to go. They could have taken Lamar. 
and I know we're 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 you know we went Garoppolo and then we went Mahomes, Watson, Lamar, but the problem is they had several chances to correct their position and they didn't do it. So uh, I'd leave Ronnie Harrison at, at the third round pick, uh, and like I say, 2019 with Josh Allen, uh, Jawan Taylor, of course Debo Samuel went one pick before Jawan Taylor, and he was one of my favorite players. Third round pick, though, they, that kid McLaren was on the board out of Ohio State, and he looks like he's going to be a superstar up in Washington. So that's another chance that the Jacks had to really, really improve themselves at that wide, wide receiver uh, position. Go on NFLDraftHistory.com, and the first thing that will come up is they'll have, the, uh, they'll have the current rosters or the current starters for both teams that are in the Super Bowl. And I'm not going to go through all of it, but I will tell you this. You'd be shocked and where those guys were chosen, and how these two teams were built. It'll give you an idea of what has to happen, and then NFLDraftHistory.com is also one of my favorite places to go back and look. That's where I got my information for what it could have should have today on Friday. And it'll give you an idea of what teams have done well, what teams haven't. Look up. You can look up individual teams, and those individual teams, you can look up how, how did Seattle maintain, and, and what did they do with it. And, and you'll notice a trend that these teams don't always hit on their picks, but what they do is they have an identity. And even those teams that don't hit on their picks, what they also do is identify in free agency the guys that they can go after, and they usually do it for better value. The Jaguars want to improve in the future. This is one thing that people don't talk about. The better you get, the better the value is for your players that you pick in free agency. What do I mean by that? Here's what I mean. If you're a really good, If you're a really good team, if you're a really good team, and I know it's always about the money, but there are some free agents, especially those guys that are trying to get third contracts that are 29 and 30 years old. If they've never won, they'll come play for you just to win. That's where the no state tax stuff can really come in to help you because if you're offering a million dollars less than someone else, normally in this situation, if this guy's last payday, he's going to go for the money. But now with no state taxes and a chance to win and a chance to play in warm weather, he may take $500,000 less to come play for you. So one of the benefits of getting better is you can be a destination spot like Seattle where guys are actually saying, trade me there. You could be a destination spot like uh, Green Bay if you're a veteran. You could be a destination spot like some of these teams like the 49ers. Guys are wanting to go there when they saw how successful they were. Uh so, yeah, man, that's one of the benefits of being good. You have a chance to sustain it and be good for a long period of time. Have a nice weekend. Enjoy uh, the Super Bowl on Sunday. I will tell you right now, I'm rooting sentimentally for Andy Reid. That defense scares the hell out of me, though, for uh, the 49ers. I'm going for Andy Reid. I think Patrick Mahomes is obviously the best player in the game. And the fact that Kansas City can score so quick. Uh, the screens, watch out for the screen game. I think the screen game is going to be able to slow down the San Francisco pass rush and uh, put a lot of pressure on the San Francisco linebackers to make tackles in the open field. So I'm going for the Chiefs. If I'm wrong, sue me. <laughs> this is your man T-Wig with Locked on Jaguars, uh, the weekend Super Bowl edition. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. I hope you enjoyed it.